UFC Fight Night 137 Fight Predictions. Dun dun dun! Hey guys, Fight Junk here. Before we jump into this next episode, I want to thank everybody for following me, checking me out, commenting, subscribing. You can follow me on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Like the videos. YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So for UFC Fight Night 137, I'm going to jump into the main event first simply because there's been a lot of back and forth and people pulling out and stuff. And as far as the capping goes on that, it really messes up trying to go in-depth with that. So I'm just going to touch on it real quick and let you know what I think is probably the quote-unquote safest bet in that fight. As you guys know, it's uh, Tiago Santos versus Eric Anders. Um, this fight is going to be held at 205 pounds. These are middleweights fighting at 205 pounds. If you followed the saga of what was going on with this, originally it was Santos that was filling in on about a month's notice for Glover. Um, and then Manawa, who was supposed to fight Glover, and then who was supposed to fight Santos, pulled out, and then they brought Anders in. I believe it was on something crazy like six days, seven days notice. And so that's how we ended up with Santos versus Anders. So you've got two guys fighting at 205 pounds, basically both on short notice, one on really short notice. So I'll just tell you the records really quick, but I'm like I said, I'm not going to go too in-depth in this, and I'll explain why in a second. So Santos is 18 wins, 6 losses. Out of those 18 wins, he has 12 wins by KO or TKO, 1 win by sub, and 5 decisions. On the other side, we have Anders, who is 11-1. His only loss came to Lolito Machida, so that's not a bad loss at all. Uh, of his 11 wins, he has 7 wins by KO TKO, 1 sub, and 3 decisions. So let's jump into the odds really quickly here. Uh, currently, we have Anders at plus 140 and Santos at minus 150. Again, those are straight bets. We'll go, won't go to a decision, which again, this is going to be a five-round fight. Even though there's no title, it's the main event, and main events are five-round fights. Uh, we'll go to a decision as plus four, won't go as minus 550. The fight is a draw, hits at 85 to 1. Then we'll look at the props here real quick for each guy. Anders wins inside is plus 180. Santos wins inside is minus 125. Anders wins by decision is plus 685. And Santos wins by decision is plus 895. So what do I see when I look at this fight? Well, we see two guys coming in at short notice and they're fighting at a weight they normally don't fight at. And that's why I'm not getting too in-depth with their records, what they've done, how they usually fight and all of this, because it could be tossed out the window on its ear easily, simply because we have no idea what kind of shape these guys are in. They've trained for, like Santos had a month's notice to train, and then you trained for a certain opponent and then that switch. Anders had no training time at all, six days basically. You're just going to try to make weight. I heard he was even overweight then, like he had to lose maybe roughly like 20 pounds heading into this 205 contest. I'm sure that's why the fight is where it's at. And I don't think going in depth into their previous fights and their wins and their losses and how they normally do stuff even matters. In all honesty, this is a rare case where you've got two guys 
coming in on late notice, the fights in Brazil. There's a lot of different things. You're talking travel, you're talking food, you're talking cutting weight. There's a lot of things that could throw off a traditional cap. So I don't want to sit here and go through all the trouble, all the time, the energy to use a traditional cap on these two guys and then have it all tossed out the window because somebody's gas tank is already on zero. Somebody had to, you know, have their game plan thrown out the window because they were training for this guy. In the case of Anders, had no training at all. So I don't think it's worth it to do that. I think it's the only thing you need to look at is basically how they approach fights and then how they're going to do that against one another and leave it at that. And I think because Santos is such a big banger and Anders is coming in at such short notice, even though Anders only has one loss and it was a split to Machida, I think the odds are right that Santos probably should be favored simply because he had more time to prepare. And then Anders coming in on like a week's notice, that's a tough ask. Now, that doesn't mean Anders can't win. Obviously, the books think enough of him that they didn't open him up as a huge underdog. The opening line on Anders was only plus 110. So that tells you right there that they think even off six, seven days notice that he has enough skills and Santos has enough weaknesses that maybe he can pull the quote unquote upset here. Now, do I think that could happen? I think that could happen. Do I think Santos could blast him out? I also think that could happen. So this is a case where I could see, see either fighter winning but I think the way either fighter wins is going to be inside the distance. Just based off, you're talking about the weight class, you're talking about this late notice and the super late notice, and then you're talking about their traditional fighting styles, and Santos loves to knock people out or get knocked out, basically. <laughs> out of his six losses, he's been stopped three by KO or TKO. He's been stopped two by submission, and then only one decision. So out of those six, five times he's been finished inside. And like I said with Anders, he's only been... Uh, one loss to Machida and split. He hasn't been stopped, but you have to factor in all that other stuff we talked about. The travel time, the food, the cutting weight, the six days notice, not being able to train for anything. I mean, he's never faced Santos before. There's a, there's a lot that goes into this that could play against Anders. So I understand why they opened him as the underdog and the money has been flowing in on Santos. Not like a lot, but enough where he's now higher than what the books opened him. So all that makes sense to me. The over under makes sense to me. The guys inside their lines, those make sense to me. So if you are on one person, if you like Anders for some reason, or you like Santos for some reason, I would certainly suggest you just play the inside. I don't see how they go five rounds. We don't even know what their gas tanks are going to be like. And that could go for Santos as well. A month isn't a lot. And he was training for that month, however much time, to fight a different opponent. And as far as Anders goes, like I said, that's really a wild card, man. I mean, you you if you bet on Anders or you think he's going to do it, or even if he does it, that that will be a pretty be, uh, remarkable outcome because six, seven days notice is very difficult. And you're talking at, you know, this high level in the UFC for you to just to come in basically off the couch, go in, knock a guy out and win in his home country in Brazil. So that would be impressive. But Anyway, as far as what I'm looking at with this fight, I think if you want to play it, if you're ballsy enough to play it, I think you should just go with the fight doesn't go to a decision. It opened at minus 475. Granted, kind of high, higher now, minus 550. 
this is another case of the Mark Hunt fight where I told you guys normally I don't play these type of lines because of risk versus reward. They get up there where it's just too high and you're risking too much and getting back so little reward. But this is another case where, and it should be a rare case, but I've said that last week. So I think this is two weeks in a row here where I've taken unders that are normally too high that I wouldn't play, but it's just the circumstances that are surrounding this fight. I think somebody's going to get stopped. Now, Anders lost. He didn't get stopped, like I said, but he has a lot going against him, and Santos can crack. So when you factor in some of the stuff that's going on, the late notice, everything that Anders has to go through, make way, uh, fly to Brazil, all this stuff, then you could see where uh, I would tend to favor Santos if he's going to win, to win inside. I'm not counting Anders out, obviously. If I was, I would just take Santos inside. So if you guys think Anders has too much stacked against him and you like Santos, then I would just take Santos inside. Now remember, I don't think Santos has the greatest chin in the world. We talked about him being finished five out of six times. Three of those times were... Um, stoppages actual KO or TKO so it's not out of the realm of possibility that Anders lands something and blasts him out I just think the quote unquote safest now remember there's no guarantee so don't get pissed at me if something crazy happens and they gas and they slop fest for five rounds but as far as me just looking at this and everything that's happened leading up to the fight I think the under is probably the best way to go on that and to be honest with you guys like fight night 137 really doesn't excite me a lot in all honesty like there's a couple things that I was on the uh, on the fence with where you could make a case but like I said I don't usually do that simply because I usually have enough action I don't usually have to go out of my way to like force myself to make a play and I always recommend you guys don't do that either like if you're on the fence and you're like whole humming back and forth sometimes it's better just to lay off you may have been right you may not have been right but generally it's better not to force yourself to make a play and maybe you guys like stuff on this card like I said there were a few fights where I'm on the fence so if somebody came in and said oh I like this or I like that I could understand where you're coming from. So maybe that part of the card was better for you, easier for you to cap. You have a much better feel for a side or a total. But when I looked at the card on paper, it was kind of meh. I really wasn't excited about it. Even the Russia card like last week, we had, a, we had the play on the hunt. But I wasn't like super excited about it. And when I looked it over and looked at stuff, it's not like a lot of stuff was just punching me in the face going, bat me, bat me, bat me. And I kind of got the same feel for this fight like I said I probably wouldn't have even played the original main events maybe I would have I don't know but once they started pulling out an opponent changes in this late notice and super late notice I thought there was probably an opportunity to cash in on all that chaos on the under again hopefully that comes in and they don't gas and just hug each other for five rounds because that always could be a possibility when you get two guys late notice tired but I think it, that happens a little more in boxing than it does in MMA because there's so many different ways to finish and there's so many different ways to grind your opponent down and get them fatigued and in a position a bad position where they're fatigued that the referee has no choice so I think somebody's going out in this one and I think that under is the best bet for the uh, main event and as far as one other fight that I think you could possibly play uh, is the uh, Trinaldo Dunham fight 
Uh, Tronado's cur currently sitting at minus 230. Dunham's at 190. That's pretty much close to what they opened at. Uh, Trinaldo opened at 215, and that made uh, Dunham at 165. Again, I'll go over the records really quickly here. Dunham is 18 and 7, and Trinaldo is 22 and 6. The caveat with betting on Trinaldo is that the dude's getting up there in age. He's 40 years old. He is from Brazil. Maybe we get some hometown something going on there. Um, Dunham is up there in age as well. He's 36. I actually thought he retired, or maybe he's going to retire after this fight. For some reason, I keep thinking he retired after his last fight, which was a first-round loss. I, I keep thinking he retired, and then I'm, I hear him. He's on this card, and I'm like, maybe he's going to retire after this. I know he lives in Vegas. He has a school and everything, so for some reason, I thought he retired. I was just going to focus on his school, but maybe that w I had a dream or something about that. But anyways, 18 and 7. Of his 18 wins, he has 3 by KO, TKO, 6 subs, and 9 decisions. Obviously, you can see right there, he's not a really big power puncher and not a finisher overall. He has more subs than stoppages as far as strikes go. Um, how do I see that matching up with Trinaldo? Well, because he's not that much of a finisher, I don't really see him finishing Trinaldo. Again, Trinaldo's 22-6. and six. Of his six losses, he's never been KO'd. He has been subbed three times. So if that was going to happen, it would probably be with Dunham subbing him. But this could be a striking contest. Now, Dunham has decent enough striking. It's just he lacks power. And then you're talking about the location as well. If Dunham was going to win on the feet in a pure striking match, he would probably have to win on the cards. And sometimes that can be a tough ask in Brazil. I'm going to tell you straight. Other times we get decent enough cards. Sometimes they're off the rails. So you never know what you're going to get over there. And you could say that overall in MMA, I guess, as a whole. Especially with all these corrupt and in-up inept boxing judges coming over but when you're talking to other countries and commissions things go haywire sometimes so that is a benefit if you're betting Trinaldo is that he is the home country fighter and like I said he hasn't been finished on the feet I don't see Dunham being the first guy to finish him on the feet either so we'll go over these odds really quick here fight goes to a decision and doesn't go to a decision this will be a three-round fight fight goes to a decision is minus 170 fight doesn't go to a decision is plus 140 again they kind of see the same thing like if these guys win it will probably be by decision and i think that would favor trinaldo especially in a close fight he may get the nod um, like i said dunham is is decent enough it's not like he's just a pushover but i thought he was retired so that tells you what i think about that um fight is a draw is uh seven or plus seven thousand uh we got the props for each guy dunham wins inside is plus 1025 trinaldo wins inside is plus 165 you see a huge gap right there even though they favor the over they think trinaldo has a far better chance of stopping dunham than dunham does stopping trinaldo and i agree with that dunham wins by decision is plus 270 obviously you see a big gap there between the two dunham lines again dunham inside 1025 dunham by decision 270 that's also set correctly if he wins that's how i think he will win like i said the only other option would be a submission 
Trinaldo wins by decision is plus 170. So when you compare those two Trinaldo lines, you got inside at plus 165 and Trinaldo by decision at 170. You see they're very close. That's simply because the books feel like he can win either way. And if you look at his wins, he's had seven by KO, TKO, five by submission, and 10 by decision. So I guess they're making a case like with Dunning coming off a one-round knockout loss in his last fight, apparently being retired or going to retire, or I'm just making stuff up. Either way, they think Trinaldo's got an opportunity to win the fight either way, more than Dunham anyway. They're saying if Dunham wins, it's going to be by decision. So I think if you're looking at that and you like Trinaldo, then it's probably wiser just to take him straight. If you believe the same as the books do, that he has an opportunity to maybe catch Dunham and end him early or end him inside the distance, like how in his last fight he got basically caught with a knee and finished really quickly. Um, and of course, he's got the home country advantage, so that favors you as well if you're betting Trinaldo. Theoretically, it should favor you if it goes to the cards as well. If you're on Dunham, basically the only way I see Dunham winning is going to be by decision. Again, we talked about the Brazil aspect. That may be a hard ask for Dunham. The only other thing I would suggest you could look at would be uh, Dunham by submission. If you think somehow they're going to get into a wrestling match, I don't necessarily see Dunham. Dunham taking Trinaldo down. It'd be more likely that Trinaldo took Dunham down and then got caught in something. That's how I would see that playing out. But if Trinaldo was smart, knowing that it's a home country fight and he may get a close fight on the cards in his favor, he would probably keep it standing, pressure, pressure Dunham the entire fight, make Dunham move and box, and then hopefully catch him. Obviously, you want to finish the fight hopefully catch him but if you don't catch him rely on your forward pressure your aggressiveness and maybe a little hometown cooking to make sure that you get the decision so that's pretty much all I saw on the card and like I said I wasn't super excited about it. Even those two plays, it's not like I'm over the moon in them. So you guys can go ahead and look at what I suggested. Of course, anything else on the card that you see. If you guys want to comment to me the stuff that you see on the card or something that you're playing that I'm not, something that you're touched on that you that you think is a good play that maybe I missed a matchup. I know uh, Hinn and Burrell missed weight by like five pounds and got fined, but I know that fight's still on. His line has dropped dramatically. I'll just tell you that right now. Let me give that to you real quick. Even though I'm not doing an actual cap on this, I want to show you what, what happens with lines. Um, Burrell opened minus 350. Misses weight, minus 160. And that's on the straight bet. So that's a huge amount of money that came pouring in on his opponent simply because he was five pounds over. And obviously that's a lot of weight to miss. And that's not including what he was going through in camp. So most fighters that miss by this amount of weight, one thing with capping, what you always got to look at is the things you don't see. And I know that sounds strange, but you've got to look at what the fighter was going through in camp. If Burrell missed by five pounds, how heavy was this guy? Is he injured? Was he sick? Was he just lazy on the couch eating ice cream? What's going on with this guy to actually officially weigh in five pounds over the limit? So that's his official weight. 
So what was he in camp? What was he yesterday, the day before, a week ago? So that could be a big, big problem. Obviously, I can see why people are fading him and fading him large because they're thinking the same way I'm talking. If this guy missed weight by five pounds, what's going on? Now, Sometimes that works against the, the fighter that takes the fight and made weight because you see fighters that don't cut all their weight and then they still balloon up and they're the much bigger fighter come fight night. So you can't always just say, oh, the guy who misses weight isn't going to win. But when you look at it, you have to look at how he looked, watch him on the scales. Did it look like he really tried to make weight? Was he super dehydrated and weak? These type of things. Or was he up there fresh, you know, spouting off and had a lot of energy? energy then you know maybe this was calculated and he really didn't care about making way there's a lot of things that go into it but if you're looking at that fight and you bet burrell early at minus 310 man you're shaking in your boots right now because all the money went the opposite way and he missed weight so if you guys see anything like that you guys have touched on something that i missed you want to comment let me know what you guys are playing on this card that's it for this episode of fight junkie i will sock it to you tomorrow baby fight junkie out